For those of you who don't know me, you're probably wondering why I'm in front of you today. I'm <laughs> Mickey Standen, uh, while he's doing the real preaching down in True North. Um, but jokes aside, I'm excited to bring the word and hope everyone can take something useful from today's sermon. And uh, I'll just do a little prayer and we'll get started. Lord Father, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity to gather your people here on Sunday today. May you just open up eyes and ears to be able to hear your word and to receive something valuable from today's sermon. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks. Thanks, Jacob. All right, so I'll begin um, with a question, actually. Uh, Have you thought about certain situations in your life that worked in your favor where you rectifically connect the dots and somehow miraculously link it back to one random insignificant moment. And you're pleased, but you're also curious on how it worked that way, like it was supernatural. And then you think, this couldn't have been anyone else but God. How did you feel in that moment? Wouldn't you like to create more moments like those? And so today's sermon is a little bit unconventional. It's about the supernatural fruits of spontaneity. And Jerry, if you can pull up the first slide. Uh, but bear with me here, and I promise it will make some, some sense. And so everyone goes through this thing called life. And while going through life, you enter and exit different seasons and stages of faith dependent on a multitude of different factors. And I realized this season the Holy Spirit was guiding me towards spontaneity. And the spark that really lit the embers of spontaneity actually came around a month ago, uh, June 17th, so that's exactly a month ago, uh, when I hung out with Mickey. Um, We planned to meet at Cigar Bar in North Beach. Fatai and I went with him a couple weeks ago, uh, a few weeks prior, and I was actually excited to to bro down over a few drinks and cigars, but literally a few hours before our hangout, Mickey asked me if I wanted to go to Simu Liu's book tour uh, out at the UC, Berkeley, uh, UC Theater out in Berkeley. And I, I don't know if you remember Jess from Reality. She uh, spoke at our church, um, and she spoke on God's vision for the multi-ethnic church. It was, it was a blessing. But she had extra tickets to go see Simu's Weird Dreamers book tour and graciously offered them to Mickey last minute. And unsurprisingly, in the traditional Mickey fashion, He said, it's completely up to me, and he'd be fine with whatever choice I made. And I honestly didn't know what I felt at that moment. Surprised? Disappointed? Maybe a little bit excited? I don't know. I didn't even know Simu was uh, (laughs) publishing a book, to to be quite honest. All I know is I texted him back, why the heck not? Let's go see Simu. I was free that night, and he promised to drop me back off in SF afterwards, so I was game. Uh, Next slide. Awesome. So don't crucify me, but I'm neutral about Simu. Like, I'm not a fan. Um, I like the guy and respect what he's done for the Asian American community. Shang-Chi, I'd objectively give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, I don't know. Any, uh, anyone agreeing? Anyone disagreeing? Is it true? And I, I think, Paul, is it low? I actually watched it with Yu and Ying. Uh, when it when it first came out, um, but it was a great movie. It was a historical moment to see another face that looked like mine on the big screen as a superhero. 
So that's what I told Mickey on the way there. I like Simu, but I wouldn't call myself a fan of his. We literally go inside the theater, have these VIP seats pretty close to the stage, and we meet up with Jess and another friend of hers there. Uh, and after the usual introductions and formalities, Jess asks us if we like Simu. And uh, <laughs> Mickey literally turns to her and says, oh, Isaac, he, he actually hates Simu. And I've never seen a demon-possessed smile but, before, but I imagine it would look exactly like Mickey and what he looked like at that very moment, sheepishly grinning after making such a bold statement. And he didn't say it once. He said it multiple times in a crowd full of Simu lovers in the VIP seats. And when I mean Simu lovers, I mean people who bought the tickets for the 9 p.m. showing that we were at and the 7 p.m. showing before. So they were there for like three, four hours already. Uh, he might as well have said I, I hated Beyonce, to be quite honest. Yeah, I was getting some very interesting looks. Anyways, I had zero expectations for the tour, especially with how it started. Um, but in the two hours I was there, I was so blessed. I'm not going to go through every single little thing I've experienced and learned but Simu actually gave me a new perspective and angle on how and why I operate the way I do today. And I felt a sense of unity, belonging, and inspiration with everyone else in that theater in a way that I can't properly explain it in words. You just have to be there. Has anyone had a moment like that at a concert, at an event, or even at retreat. And the gravy on top was seeing my boy, Jeremy Lin, hosting the Q&A with Simu, who dropped his own nuggets of wisdom. And from there, the blessings didn't stop. On the way back, Mickey and I were having some deep and profound conversations, and then he turns to me with this demonic grin again, and then he asked me if I wanted to preach on the 17th. He, he knows I don't like the public spotlight, and when I asked why, he said, I don't know. I just got a feeling that you should preach while I'm out to another church. It just felt right to ask, and he had a feeling I'd do a great job. The old Isaac would have told him, I'll think about it at best. And more likely, I've told him no. And then laugh it off and continue on with my life. But just like he spontaneously received a conviction from God to ask that spontaneity jumped over to me, and I told him, yes. And then I immediately regretted it for a hot minute before getting my act together and fully committing in my mind and my heart. Point is, if I didn't live out that day with the heart posture of spontaneity, I wouldn't have been blessed by the book tour, by the conversations that came from the car ride, and ultimately an opportunity to speak in front of all of you today at this very moment. Slide three. So you're probably thinking, so what? So I thought some context would be important. Here's my uh, brother and I hanging out in L.A. and my beautiful tiger mom. Love you, mom. You're happy year of the tiger. There was so much uncertainty when my parents first immigrated from Korea. What they wanted most was stability and security and inadvertently this desire heavily influenced how I was raised in my formative years. I'm sure... Uh, some of you guys can 
uh, relate to this if you're not even Korean, if you're an immigrant. Um, they had a lot of things planned out for my brother and I, and the day-to-day, bless you, the day-to-day was structured. My life was broken down into appointments Monday to Monday. After school, I had choir on Monday, debate Tuesday, piano Wednesdays, math tutoring Thursdays, and I still suck at math, so joke's on my mom. <laughs> Volunteer Fridays, Korean school on Saturdays, and church on Sundays. All my spring, summer, and winter breaks were also carefully curated with intention. Now, I'm a type 8 ENTJ, that's the Enneagram, the Myers-Briggs. And with my upbringing, I naturally have a tendency to forecast, plan, and execute based on a playbook and always stick to the playbook. I'm actually a huge proponent against spontaneity. My ethos has always been to be prepared, cover all the gaps, and be as strategic and analytical with my approach in most things in life. As much as that may be helpful in certain situations, I realize that in other cases, it's been a big blocker for God to bear fruit in my life. I would constantly burn myself out by sticking to rigid patterns, become self-critical and irritated when things didn't go according to plan and wouldn't be able to enjoy the moment. And I would chase myopic goals that block the ability to see what's going on in my surroundings and in my periphery. I realize now I probably missed out on a lot of beautiful opportunities and experiences. Uh, And to be quite frank, I lost the ability to connect with the world around me and most importantly with the spirit. So why, why is this a problem for us? I think a lot of us in this day and age get caught up with adulting especially in San Francisco. We may feel like we're constantly a step behind or incessantly think about how to stay afloat, building wealth, excelling in your career, finding your life partner, taking care of your family, growing as an individual, etc. There's so many things. And the constant hustle Source from the fear of being left behind and forgotten can allow us to become so shrewd with our mental labor, our energy and time, where we disregard the merit of spontaneity. So more questions. Have you ever had a moment where you overanalyzed everything? And before you got a chance to do anything, the opportunity passed you by. I think we call this analysis paralysis. Did you stop yourself from pressing enter on the keyboard to send in that resume to the dream job of yours because you had self-doubt about your qualifications? Did you hesitate before telling your parents, I love you? Because it's a term you've never used with your parents before. And you thought it would kind of be weird. Or maybe you wanted to ask someone on a date, but you stopped because you're too focused on the pain of rejection. Can I get an amen? Thanks for that. I don't know about you, but I think lacking a spontaneous spirit makes us miss out on God moments. And there are many subtle blessings that can change your life if you gave it a chance. So what does spontaneous even mean? Anyone here know the definition of spontaneity? Uh, I do. And you guessed it. I looked it up on Google. (laughs) Uh, Google defines spontaneity as an adjective of a person 
or of a process or event. Here's the definitions. I, it's kind of hard to see because there's uh, a glaring light. But at first glance, it doesn't look good. Performed or occurring as a result of sudden inner impulses or inclination and without premeditation or external stimulus. I don't even know what that means. Uninhibited manner. Occurring without apparent external cause, instinctive or involuntary. If we were to attribute these qualities to people, it doesn't sound anything remotely close to people who have their stuff together. But within the context of the kingdom, what if it's actually not a bad thing? What if we actually need it in our lives so God can help us bear fruit in that space? Next slide. So I dug into the Bible of stories and people who operated out of a place of spontaneity. And here are some examples. The Corinthian church, back when Paul went over and they spontaneously gave, talked about the alabaster jar. The woman who anointed Jesus' feet with expensive oil and then washed it with her own hair. That's very random. God's commandment to us to be more like children. And then I remembered some of the most prominent figures in the Bible who leaned into spontaneity. Abraham didn't think he was going to have kids in his old age with Sarah. God told him he would. He accepted it in faith and had me, Isaac, uh, when he was 100 years old. <laughs> Moses had a lot of doubts and insecurities, but took the plunge in leading his people from oppression to freedom, when in hindsight, the situation he was in as a son of the Pharaoh and having Egypt's might against him, most people would have said no. They would have overthought that. King David shot his shot, took down Goliath, the most revered Philistine warrior at the time, with a single stone. Probably very, very random. No one expected him to do that, and no one expected the outcome. Jacob, the grandson of Abraham, wrestled with God himself on the banks of the Jabbok River. Who in their right mind would do that? In this sense, a part of spontaneity could be an obedience to God, a trust that doesn't rely on your own understanding, but the relinquishment of control over your own destiny with the childlike faith in God. This faith could be a form of worship where God pours into your life in unique and creative ways. Could you uh, change slides? Thanks, Jerry. And I think Pastor Steve Sims, a pastor I follow in Nashville, articulates it pretty well. He says, innocent spontaneity opens the door for the Holy Spirit to begin to truly take the lead. Rigidity resists the Holy Spirit, but godly spontaneity freely goes with the Spirit's flow. When Christians program, formalize, and systematize worship, we stifle the spontaneity of the Spirit. Since Jesus said to be like a little child, perhaps we should set aside religious formality sometimes and play along with the children's sermon. And so to be spirit-led, you need to get out of your head and begin to spontaneously respond to what's, what God's saying in your heart. Being completely led by analysis, opinions, desires, or feelings, though needed at times, is not being led by the spirit. To be led by the spirit is to surrender any control that you think you have to our living God. And I'm going to turn to some of the stories I've heard this season where I've seen spontaneity bear fruit. And sorry, I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, but I've heard of people spontaneously dropping by 99 without a thought and feeling convicted after one visit to make this their home, and they're still here today. I've heard someone who signed up their significant other 
without telling said person for CG. And lo and behold, it became such a blessing for that individual. I've heard a beautiful relationship blossom because a man said yes to driving up six hours to meet someone they've only talked to via text and immediately healing it off. Simply put, when you add a little spontaneity in your life, God may put you where he needs you to be when he needs you to be there. I'm going to repeat that. When you add a little spontaneity in your life, God may put you where he needs you to be when he needs you to be there. Maybe God's giving you a little nudge today to leave room for spontaneity. Leave some room so God can bear fruit from your supernatural faith in him. God can transform some of your most random and insignificant decisions into the most radical blessings that can alter the trajectory of your life or someone else's. So how can we practically apply that in our lives? Next slide. Give yourself permission to be spontaneous. At the book tour, Simu mentioned he couldn't fall into his destiny because he hadn't given himself permission to dream. And once he did, the floodgates opened up for the success and subsequent impact he made in the world today. And his one commandment before we all left the book tour to the hundreds of people, the brothers and sisters in that theater was to give ourselves the permission to dream our dreams. In the same way, give yourself permission to be spontaneous. Don't overthink. Don't become overly analytical. Don't allow your irrational or maybe rational fears to take hold. It's okay if it doesn't go the way that you want to. It's okay that you can't look into the future to see where your decisions take you. Give yourselves permission to be spontaneous. Next slide. Seize the day. Everyone knows this term, carpe diem, right? It's overly used. It's kind of cringe. But in the context, in the context of spontaneity, giving yourself permission to be spontaneous is only half the battle. When you lean into spontaneity, execute, take accountability, and make the most out of the opportunity. Again, giving yourself permission to be spontaneous is only half the battle. When you lean into spontaneity, execute, take accountability, and make the most out of that opportunity. And this can mean something different to each and every one of you. Go on that date. Take that trip that wasn't on your travel itinerary. Make that career switch you've always wanted to do, but for some reason, after three years, you didn't. Tell your parents you love them. Surprise them on an ad hoc visit. Visit that store you've been passing by and eyeing all the time when you're commuting into work. Pick up a hobby that you never thought you would and go consistently. And selfishly, drop by Verdi Club. And maybe even check out other churches to cross-reference if you need to. Take that opportunity. But if you are going to commit to spontaneity, live it out. Be intentional. Slide 10. Thanks, Jerry. Lastly, embrace uncertainty. Sometimes you take the leap of faith and trust God that he'll immediately connect the dots to bless your spontaneity. Or you expected some kind of return on investment. 
sometimes, or a lot of the times, it's not true. There are no guarantees or measurable ROI when you jump into spontaneity. But if you end up in an uncomfortable or unsure place, one, don't regret, two, don't overthink, and three, don't rush. Again, if you end up in an uncomfortable or unsure place, one, don't regret, two, don't overthink, and three, don't rush. Keep in step with the Spirit. Steps can go in any way, in any direction. Sometimes it doesn't look like a straight line. Jacob, I don't know where you're, where you're at, but could you come up with the worship team and play some songs while I close this out? And thank you so much for bearing with me. I know it's been pretty long. So I, I used to run a humble podcast interviewing Christians in the local community. And after posting an episode, the guest, which we'll call the person guest, immediately asked me to take it down because they felt uncomfortable and unready to share their intimate story on a public platform. I was on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. After talking with said guest, they gave me the option to keep it up or take it down. I honestly didn't give it too much thought or as much thought as I should have given and kept the episode up. I didn't have a follow-up episode, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to leave it on there without a thought. Days passed, a week, two. There were a lot of listens, and I felt really, really bad for making that call on the fly because it involved the guest's vulnerable and private information. Maybe I should have taken it down now. Maybe I should apologize to the guest. Maybe I really, really screwed up here. Maybe the guest hates me. I lost sleep over it, and I asked God what to do. No responses. And then I get a DM on my podcast, IG. Random person. And we'll call this person friend. Friend reaches out and told me they were so blessed by that specific episode. In fact, friend was thinking about killing themselves. The very same day that friend listened to the podcast episode. It resonated with them so much, they felt so understood, and it gave them a new hope to live. I obviously had to tell guest, and I did. I found out it was actually guest's friend who was also notified by said friend. Guest had no idea that their friend was even going to commit suicide or even thinking about it. And guest was immediately overwhelmed by gratitude and emotion. Where are you guys at today? Maybe you're that friend who needs a spontaneous blessing from the Lord, where the Lord uses each and every one of us to be a vehicle for change. Maybe you're the guest whose actions could have positive ripple effects for yourself or your community. Have you had similar experiences that stem from apparent spontaneity? And I think if each and every one of you thought for just a second, you know a couple of stories within your own lives. 
Jeremy Lin mentioned that after his endeavors in the NBA, he felt stagnant, unmotivated, and stuck. His agent asked him, what you're missing is a bag. B-H-A-G. That means big, hairy, audacious goal. Maybe your big, hairy, audacious goal for this year is to allow the Spirit to guide you into a season of spontaneity. Now repeat this again. Leave room for spontaneity so God can bear fruit from your supernatural faith in him. God can transform some of your most random and insignificant decisions into the most radical blessings that can alter the trajectory of your life, where you can look back to see the fruits of your life and can somehow miraculously link it back to that one spontaneous, insignificant moment. Thank you.